When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void or prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. In Red Nation, it is Jeremy Brenner here with another episode of The Dream Take, presented by The Dream Shake, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. And tonight... My friends, we've got another W pod on our hands. Yes, sir. Rockets pull out a very impressive 111-97 win over the Phoenix Suns. It's their ninth win of the season. Uh, so that's the ninth W pod we've had so far this year. 9-18 and 18, the Rockets are. They improved to over 500 at home, 6-5 and five on the season at Toyota Center. And this is the second game of a seven-game homestand. A lot of games here at home to end out the year and hopefully a couple more W pods along the way. If they play like they did tonight on the defensive end, I think we definitely will have a lot of wins in the next couple of games in our future. But the Rockets is holding the Suns to just 32% from the field, 
uh, 25% from beyond the three-point line. Rockets, 42% from the field themselves, 34% from three, so a little bit more efficient for the Rockets. It gets the job done. Uh, let's let's take a look at tonight's box score. Uh, Jalen Green leads the way with 26. All five starters in double figures. 18 from KPJ on six of 16 shooting. You had 14 points from Jabari, an efficient four of five for him tonight. Hit all three of his three pointers. That's something that you know we stressed a lot in the last episode. Make more than six threes tonight. They doubled that. Made 12 threes. A little. A little better, uh, not necessarily where you want to be all the time, but I'd say it's a little bit better than the other night. Uh, and then you had 10 points, Merrick Gordon, 23 minutes, and then 10 points, 16 boards for Alperon Shangun. You also got 10 off the bench from Tari Eason, so you really can't complain there. But the Rockets, a season high, maybe, I don't, I don't think it's a franchise record because this game didn't go to overtime, but 67 rebounds, it's definitely a season high. I'd love to know what the Rockets' uh, franchise record is for rebounds in a game. Uh, we'll all pull that up now um, as we continue to talk about the game. But, man, guys, great, great, great win. Really, really happy to see it. Um, I'm looking at, like, it looks like, okay, NBA record for most rebounds in a game by the Rockets. I pull it up here. According to Stat Muse, the last time, so the Rockets, had 89 rebounds as the San Diego Rockets back on January 4th, 1969. So we see a lot of these numbers here. I think it gives me on stat news right here, the top 20. Uh, I'm looking at yeah, 15, 20, 22. Okay, so I'm, I've got 22 of them. And most of them are San Diego Rockets records. I mean, rebounding much more prominent back in that time of basketball. So not too surprising to see that that's where the record comes from. But as the Houston Rockets, I'm looking at uh, 77 rebounds on April 13th, 84, 72 rebounds on uh, November 22nd, 72, and then uh, February 23rd, 1972 as well, 71 rebounds. Uh, so look, mighty, mighty good performance tonight on the Rockets crashing the glass. You know, the Rockets, I looked it up before I came on here. The Rockets are fourth in the league coming into tonight's game uh, within rebounding. And not to say that rebounding um, translates into wins all the time. I think Charlotte is probably one of the teams that's a better rebounding team than the Rockets, and they have a worse record than the Rockets. But you know what? It, it certainly helps tell you that it certainly helps and I do think that, that was a big reason why the Rockets won tonight you know they they crashed the glass took advantage of the Suns being hurt obviously Devin Booker not playing DeAndre Ayton leaving the game midway through um, no Cam Johnson so they really took advantage of that and they like there was a part in that fourth quarter where it looked like they might be you know letting their foot off the gas but they put it right back on there I think Silas called a really good timeout uh, I think it was maybe when they were within 11. Um, but the Rockets were the wire to wire in this one. They led by as much as 23. They cruised to a win. And we we haven't really seen a game like that for the Rockets uh, in a very long time. And I was thinking about it as I was watching the game. Is this the best Rockets brand of basketball that we've seen since James Harden was here? 
and I'm beginning to think yes, because they're, they're playing together. You can tell that they're playing together. They're playing hard. They, the, the effort is certainly there, and that's shown in the rebounding numbers. The numbers there don't lie. The effort is clearly there. They're playing together. They're learning how to play together. And I think that's translating into some wins here. So if you look at, I mean, if you look at the schedule, the Rockets were what? They were like 2-12, and 2-12 and 12 at the beginning of the year. They couldn't get a single, like, it felt like they weren't able to win anything. So they were 2-12 and 12 on November 14th. So that was a month ago, okay? A month ago, they were 2-12. and 12. Now they're 9-18. and 18. So they, they went 7-6. and six. They're 7-6 and six in the last month. That's probably the best month the Rockets have had in the last uh, in the last two or three years. I, I would I would say so myself. I I would hope that there are at least some listeners out there that agree with me. And we have a lot of listeners here tonight on Spotify Live. Um, if anyone wants to come up here, join me. Come chop up some Rockets. Talk about today's game. Talk about uh, any storylines that are permeating in the last couple of games. Feel free to come on up. Hit that speaker request button. Love to have you come on up here. But look, also, like the defense um, tonight, second straight game where the Rockets have held an opponent to under 100. And that is that is a big deal. I don't want to, like, just let that go by without, uh, without recognizing that. Uh, big, big improvement on the defensive end. I think Jabari Smith is a huge part of that. But I also think that Kevin Porter – is improving in that regard. Like my, like Mikel Bridges, I think someone mentioned, Sean mentioned it earlier in the chat. Mikel Bridges, four of 24 tonight. He was the leading score, 18 points, but a very inefficient 18 points. Chris Paul struggled from the field as well. Five of 17 from the field, two of 10 from three. Yeah, the, the, the Suns were struggling. And look, you got to play who's in front of you. And the Rockets did, and the Rockets, they win the season series against the Suns, uh, you know, and, and the Suns just so happened to be the best team in the West last year. I wouldn't say the best team in the West this year, at least the iteration that we saw tonight, but it's a victory that I think the Rockets should not let go by. Uh, the Rockets earned this win tonight. Big, big win for the good guys tonight. So I would say, I would say like kind of pivoting off of this win, you know, I, I mentioned on, I think it was the last episode. Yeah. The last episode was Sunday. This week's throwing me off because usually you get these games on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, this week it's Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. So my whole week's just kind of been thrown off here. It seems, but I would say that what I mentioned on the previous episode about stacking these wins, taking this momentum and building upon it. Um, that's what we're seeing here. Like the win against the win against Philadelphia led to the win against Milwaukee. And I know there was another game in between there. I don't really want to discuss that, but there was a win with Philly that led to a win against Milwaukee, a win here tonight against Phoenix. And I think what we're seeing here is the Rockets are, are not just winning, but they're taking what, how they're winning and applying it further along. Jalen Green's figuring things out. With, I mean, I don't think Jalen Green has enough tonight, um, has enough this season to really make a late all-star push. I don't Because I think we're about like halfway between the, the start of the regular season and the all-star break. So I wouldn't say that Jalen Green has enough to make an all-star team at this point. But if he's on this same trajectory for another year, 
I mean, look, he's got he's got some he's he's definitely on the right path. Um, I love the fact that he's getting to the free throw line and he's making that like a part of his game, um, attacking the rim, using his athleticism to get to the rim. The worst case scenario, there's no there's no call. But eventually, the more you try, the more you will get to the free throw line. 26 points tonight, but 11 of those came from the free throw line. His three-point shot wasn't falling. Hutt didn't have a great shooting night for Jalen Green. We've seen him do better, but he was able to assert himself as the best player on the floor tonight because he was attacking the basket at a very strong rate. I guess six six fouls called against Jalen Green in the act of shooting or in a penalty situation. So Jalen's figuring it out. And the thing is with this Rockets team is they could play a lot better. They could shoot better than 42%. They could shoot better than 34% from the three-point line. Um, They could commit fewer than 22 turnovers. They still committed 22 turnovers tonight, but they were still cruising to to a win tonight. So I think this Rockets team still is able to take some things from these wins to learn and apply them for later. The turnover thing is something that I don't necessarily think can be fixed quickly. I don't think it's something that can be fixed right away. But as you see, you know, the Rockets, they struggled to shoot the other night, but they still got a win. The Rockets were able to win tonight despite 22 turnovers. They are winning these games defensively, and that is a much more sustainable way to win basketball games, not just this season, but beyond. And I really hope the Rockets continue to lean into this defensive first mindset because I think that is a way better formula to winning basketball than a team that just, you know, is a, is a great offense. And don't get me wrong, you need a great offense. The Rockets aren't necessarily there yet, but yet they're still winning these games. You know, in order to win games in the NBA this year, you need, like – if you look at the best teams defensively, right, you've got Cleveland. I think Cleveland leads the league in defense points per, like, points allowed. Cleveland's a top team. Milwaukee, top team as well. Um, you look at the Clippers. I think the Clippers are a team that they are a top five defensive team. That's a team I'm worried about out west if they can get healthy. And, you know, that's the team that I don't want to play in the playoffs. Same goes for a team like Miami, if they can figure it out. You know, offensively, they've struggled, but defensively, they're still pretty, pretty solid. Um, and, and yeah, so it's, it's really all about, because another thing, you look at offense, and like the Indiana Pacers are one of the better teams on offense uh, this year, yet they're, I, I wouldn't say that they are a team that I would be scared of, right? The Knicks are a thir- the third best team in the Eastern Conference on offense. They don't scare me either. The Bulls are a top five team in the East offense. They are below 500. Uh, You look at the West, Sacramento, not super, I'm not sold on Sacramento yet. I know they have a great offense this year, but I'm not entirely sold on what they can do. Utah, same thing. They are a top five offense, I believe, in the league, yet I'm not convinced on them either. Oklahoma City, another example of this. So I think what we're seeing here, there are some exceptions, obviously, uh, and, and not to say that a great offense can't be great in the NBA because obviously the team that scores the most points wins. 
But I will say that I think defensive, like teams that build the defensive part of their team first have a chance to uh, have long-term success. I'm going to bring Andrew up here. He's hit his speaker request button. So Andrew, welcome to the Dream Take, my friend. How are you? Hey, how's it going? Um, so another Good, another win. Uh, the Suns shot pretty poorly, but you were talking about defense. Uh, one of the things the Rockets have started to do is switch more, I've noticed, and uh, they're bringing Garuba off the bench. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. This episode is brought to you by Blizzard. Play Diablo 4 free during the open beta weekend. Only you can stand in the way of the forces of hell. Play free March 24th to 26th and pre-purchase for early access. Journey through the entire first act. Battle up to level 25 as all five classes. Adventure with your friends in four-player co-op. Descend into hell early during the open beta. Pre-purchase Diablo 4 now at center first or as they did tonight in the last game and that's been really good because he's a very switchable defender and I think that's been one of the changes that we've seen that's really led to some improvements on defense yeah that's that's a big part of it Andrew I'm glad you brought that up because they have the personnel to do that now right like like Garuba was hurt all last year in the G League out the G League on the bench stuck in a hotel room with COVID in philadelphia you remember that yes yeah I yeah mean, so so now i mean you've got a bunch of these guys these like you know tari kj Garuda, switchable defenders switchable defenders jabari is also part of that jabari so yeah absolutely they're able they're able to work that in there and and i really think that this is kind of a result of the labor that they put into this right like they this is something that isn't that you can't just flip the switch and it, and it works right i mean sometimes right. you'll get a team like like the spurs the other night who just shot otherworldly like that was in my opinion that was the game that the rockets didn't lose i think the spurs won that game i think they just shot way better than i think the rockets could even take care of but that's you know so it's so a poor, it was a poor effort outside. game though i would say it, I will agree with you on that, but at the same time, the shots that the Spurs were making, it's not like they were making easy shots either. The Spurs were making no, sure. some pretty difficult shots. So in this four-game stretch, take that one away, it's all wins. And I think True. That well, the, and I think that the effort in these games has been key. And I think, as you mentioned, the poorest effort out of the four games that we've seen is that San Antonio game, and it was a loss. And I don't think we've played our best, uh, even in the last two wins. I mean, certainly, I you know, more shots can fall. And I just want to, you know, maybe perhaps a little sunshine pumping here. I'm looking at the schedule. You know, the Rockets have played. I pointed this out after the last game. At the time that they played these teams, they've only played three teams all year with a losing record. Right. So they have played an extremely hard schedule. Coming up, we got Miami, Portland, San Antonio, Orlando, a couple tricky games. And then, it, but the schedule eases up. So... 
I mean, this guy, you know, there, there could be some potential here for the Rockets to, you know, they're in a, an awkward spot because I don't think they're going to be in the bottom three unless they see injuries. So, well, I mean. Yeah, and that, and that bottom three now, you look at uh, Cade Cunningham out for the year uh, with a shin injury. He's going to do surgery. So that, if you count them and you count San Antonio as a team that I can't imagine San Antonio not being in that bottom three. Rockets so are better, yeah. One spot. That leaves only one spot. The Rockets are better than both of those teams, I'd say, right now. Um, but then you look at, I think Charlotte is in that position right now. Orlando, uh, Charlotte, Detroit. Yeah. Orlando, Orlando's been, it's really interesting because obviously I live in Orlando and I cover the Magic as well. And it's amazing mm. how similar those two teams are in terms of just how their season's gone so far. The Magic are on a three-game winning streak themselves. So, like, they're they're starting to figure things out. Uh, but they are a contender for that third bottom spot along with the Rockets. And I, I really do think it's going to come down to health um, and in terms of who, who decides to kind of, you know, fall back into that spot. But look, I mean, at the end of the day, the ping pong balls are going to do what the ping pong balls are going to do. And, you know, it could be another scenario where a team like the Magic, uh, you know, they're they're the best team. I mean, obviously, we haven't seen this in 30 years, but 30 years ago, the Magic were – the team with the least odds to get the number one pick and they got the number one pick. So Mm. it's, I really don't want to put all of the, I guess all of the eggs in this ping pong basket, because at the end of the day, the Rockets could be the fifth or the sixth in that awkward position. They could still get the number one pick. And I'm happier with that. Honestly, I'm, I'm in that camp as well. I mean, I, I think they should win as much as possible and let the chips or should we say the ping pong balls fall where they may. Yeah. But I Uh, I, I like, yeah. Even without a guy like like Vic, um, you know, obviously, look, Victor Wembanyama is the prospect that's going to make this team better uh, than any of the other. No question. Teams. But this this draft outside of Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson has a lot of uh, a lot of star potential as well. Um, you look at guys like Casein uh, Wallace, uh, Nick Smith. I'm looking at like point guards, those kind of guys, uh, the Thompson twins. Also, like both of them have a very interesting. Like, I would be curious to see how they would work for the Rockets. You know, they're well, and, the and one more point, regardless. Oh. Sure, okay. sure. And one more point before I jump out of here, I, yeah. I would just gonna say, like, you know, we haven't, you know, we got such a nice young core already, and they're they're growing up before our eyes. You know, a couple years from now, or even next year, you know, we're gonna have cap space. There is so much potential to make moves. Maybe you know, we don't know down the line who if there's gonna be a disgruntled superstar somewhere, maybe. Maybe Luca wants out of Dallas. I mean, I'm just dreaming here, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, we don't, it's not all about the draft at this point, especially with the young core that we have. There's a lot of room to build this roster in the coming years. So, yeah. Thanks for having me on, Jeremy. It's going to be interesting. Of course, Andrew, anytime. All right. I'm going to bring up, I think it's Easton or is it Leston? It like it's one of those, uh, you know, could it be a capital I or a lowercase L? I guess we'll find out now. Uh, Leston or Yeston, can you at least say your name before we start? I'll give you a hand, mate. It's uh, Yeston. <laughs> Yeston. Okay, excuse me. Well, Yeston, hey, welcome good. to the Dream Take, my friend. How are you? Oh, I'm good, mate. It's beautiful weather here in Australia, so I can't oh complain. Got a dub as well, work from home. Aussies love us, game. man. Hey, I, I, oh, love, I, love like, I really want to go to Australia so bad, man. But anyway, go oh, ahead. Oh, it's beautiful weather here, clear sky, a little bit of a dub. I can't complain, mate. I'm loving myself sick. Amen. Uh, I'm loving what I'm seeing. Jabari Smith, I'm so high on him. I, I can't I can't express it. He's just 
he's that type of player. He's not like Jalen Green. He's not flashy. He's not gonna. He's not pulling up. But like what what I saw from him with Chris Paul, is that shot. I think it was late in the third, maybe late in the fourth, where he hesitated a little bit and just pulled it right over him, just with his length. It just. I'm loving what I'm seeing from him. I'm so I'm so high on him. You know, I think Jabari is really starting to figure out his role. I think the role that he's played in the last two games, albeit not a big scoring role, but you can feel his impact on the game. And I really think that long-term, that's who Jabari Smith projects to be. And while it may not be the flashiest guy or the guy in the box score that gets the most points, that's a guy that can make $100 million on his next contract and be a like plus defender in the NBA. Like, I, I, I mean, a lot of people will say that you should get something more out of the number three pick, but damn it, like, he, he was, like, he could be one of the best players in this class. I think, I think this class is a little bit weaker. Like, I wouldn't say that Jabari Smith would go three in, like, the 2021 class or even in the 2023 yeah. class. I think he'd probably fall closer to the end of the lottery. But, man, like, Jabari, he, I, I really am glad that he ended up here not to say that, like, if, if they ended up with Paolo, like, obviously Paolo has been fantastic, but Jabari really is starting to figure out how to mesh with Jalen and Kevin Porter. And the thing yeah. is, we've only scratched the surface on this. We're, 20, and I, I don't we're 27 think, games in. And I don't think, when I when I look at it now, seeing where, how Paolo plays and how J- Jabari, th- I think Jabari fits our team more. We have that player, you know, Jalen Green's that already heavy on ball. Jabari doesn't require the ball in his hands to be effective. And that's what we need. Right. We need someone that has that defensive presence. That, and I, lo- I love the responsibility that he's getting on defense as well. I, 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 wanna, I, I say, want us to lean on him more. I would say that, look, Jalen Green's been fantastic the last few games, but the Rockets don't get a win on Sunday without Jabari Smith. And I would argue that if, if, Jay, if Jabari doesn't play the way he does defensively tonight, I don't know if the result would have changed, but it would have been a lot tighter. Yeah, yeah, and I, I love it. I, I want to see him getting more responsibility in regards, like, you know, if we're, if we're versing the Suns with Devin Book, I'd love to see him get some responsibility, you know, using that length to kind of shut him out. He's just – he's got so much potential on the defensive end, and then you have people like Jalen Green, KJ Martin that have potential offensively and both defensively if they work on it. It's just it's, – it's only up from here if we just keep keep working on that. Yeah, I mean, like you look at you look at where the Rockets were. Um, I think with the way the league is going, right? You're looking at teams, and especially like when 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 Benyama comes out this year, like you're gonna see a lot of teams that are building their primary ball handler, their primary scorer in the front court. He's like it don't matter what size he is, he's gonna have handles, and that's yeah. why a guy like Jabari Smith is so important because he has the size. To, to match up against those guys. But I am excited to see when he gets an opportunity to get one of these, you know, big, big time scoring guards like a Devin Booker. I mean, maybe we'll get something on uh, Thursday if Jimmy Butler plays. I, I feel like that could be a really interesting matchup if Jabari draws that, um, yeah. you know, with Miami coming in. Um, and then the Rockets, they play up here the next couple of games. Uh, Andrew just said it, but of course I forgot it. Um, we have San Antonio or Portland, um, you know, Portland, Jeremy Grant is, has been playing really well. Uh, you know, San Antonio, Keldon Johnson, he 
he they need revenge on Keldon Johnson. Uh, yeah. Orlando with Paolo, I think that could be a really exciting matchup. And then obviously Dallas. Dallas has Luca. Uh, Luca missed the last matchup, but I'm curious to see. I would expect if Jabari is healthy for that game, which we're hoping he is, um, that he would draw Luka Doncic on December 23rd when the Mavericks come to town. The last game in the homestand, last game before Christmas. Um, you know, Luka is their offense, and that team is totally different without him. So if if Jab- I'm I'm really excited to see Jabari on Luka. Let's let's see how that goes. And I, I think he's one of those rookies that needs that kind of challenge to keep him. You know, keep the fire in the belly. It's kind of like with Jalen, like rookies, they get in that stage. Like Jalen at the end of last year got that chance to kind of get the ball right in his hands, didn't sit in the corner, or you, you know, for once. And they need that chance and they want to bite at that opportunity. I think Jabari is at that stage now. He needs it because he, he wants that challenge. He wants to keep keep improving. I, I, I think he's, he's in that stage now where he needs to get that challenge to take that next step. All right, sounds good. Yes, and I'm gonna sign off here, but Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. There we go. All right, thanks, Justin. Appreciate it. All right, and that is a stupendous place to park the rocket ship. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of the Dream Take. Great show tonight. Love the energy from our fans from all over the world. Uh, shout out to Justin and. time uh we'll be back here with another episode on spotify live uh should be a combination of mike and myself uh haven't figured that out yet i think mike's gonna be on though so it'll be at least mike maybe me we'll see uh if you want to follow us on twitter be sure to do so at the dream take and at dream SBN. be sure to head over to our facebook page if you're over there give us a like and head over to the dreamtake.com home of all things houston rockets at espionation.com if you'd like to follow me on Twitter personally, you can do so at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Thank you so much for tuning in this episode of The Dream Take. And until next time, go Rockets.